1: Welcome in to the Odson Audibles Podcast. I'm Matt Frame, Eric Scopel on the show as always. And uh today we're pretty excited to uh bring on apparently a longtime listener to the show, uh, Oregon offensive lineman Jackson Powers Johnson. Jackson, how are you doing, man? Thanks for coming on.
2: Oh no, thank you for having me. And uh yeah, no, I've been I'm listening a while since I was uh since I was a recruit because you know there's always dead periods and Stuff like that, and uh, you guys are like my inside scoop because you guys got to talk to coaches more than I did. At some point. <laughs> it, was, it was an awesome audible, you know, game was ready to listen. So,
1: well, that's awesome. That's that's good to hear. I, I guess that tells Eric and I that we're doing something right in this world, which is which is a good thing. Um, sure. let, let's let's start with just this spring for you. Um, your position went with uh, a coaching change. Adrian Clem moved on to the NFL. Alik Terry came in. I'm pretty sure you knew Elite Terry before, right? He he was yeah. here when you were being recruited.
2: He um, was he was a big part of my recruiting process here to Oregon. So uh, you know, Elite coming back, it was it was such a blessing because um, we definitely could have went with you know anybody that you know I hadn't known, but uh, we brought back Coach Terry, and it was it was just a like a family reunion. It was awesome. So
1: I I guess just what was that? What's a transition like for the spring with a new coach? What was that like for just you and, and your entire unit?
2: Um, you know, what is so great about Coach Terry coming back is, you know, there's a lot of guys who know Coach Terry, and then there's a lot of guys, you know, first meeting Coach Terry. And, um, <clears throat> you know, um, see, it, it's it's kind of funny because normally, like, when we had a change from, you know, Coach Mariball to Coach Clem, you know, it was, it was kind of a lot different because, you know, um, we're going, we're meeting someone who we have never met. We're creating relationships, you know, with someone we haven't created for and someone who didn't actually recruit us, you know? Right. And, um, but now like we bring someone back that we knew, we know it's just like, it's, I don't even know. what It's like, it's just like, uh, you know how like you get your favorite, favorite character back <laughs> Yeah. The TV show, you know? Uh, it was great having Coach Terry back and, um, you know, all the guys who didn't know Coach Terry before, you know, love him now because he is just, He's awesome. He's young. He has fire to him and um, he, he can relate to us. And, you know, we don't, I don't, I don't feel like I got to be, you know, very prim and proper around him. I feel like I can be myself, which is, which is awesome. You don't really see a lot in college football.
0: You know, Coach Clem left a little later than most coaches would leave because he took an NFL job. And I'm just curious with, with when a leak. League- was in the process of getting hired. Was it on your radar that he might be your position coach going in? And when you maybe got a sense that it was happening, what was just kind of your reaction?
2: Uh When you know we were looking for offensive line coaches, uh, Coach Lanning said that he was going to go and find the best and find us the, you know, best to uh, be a better unit and uh, you know just be a great offensive line. Um, if you ask my dad, my dad called it for sure. My dad <laughs> thinks he called it. My dad thinks he knows everything, but. Uh uh you know it was definitely I it was more like um it was more like a I wish like a, oh that'd be awesome. And then it's just like, oh no, that happened, you know, like oh this is happening, this is awesome. So it was I I didn't I wasn't really focusing on who we were gonna hire. Uh you know, they brought in coach um left cutter, he's our um like assistant offensive line coach or GA or kind of that role too. And he was here and he was awesome. He kind of helped that transition super great so uh, we we were really just focused on you know working out because it it was really out of our hands you know you know i wasn't going to try and lose sleep over it because it's not like i'm in the room with coach landing you know trying to hire somebody which i think i do pretty good but i'm not i'm not there yet
0: so one day one day one day day. uh you you mentioned it kind of being out of your hands one thing i'm trying this is trying to be a nifty transition one thing that has been your hands more recently is the football as this is working yeah it's pretty good great transition to, to be to be to potentially be the team starting center. Obviously, that's still ongoing. Uh, take me back to your high school recruitment. Was was the I, the plan all along to play center? And then, having worked with Alex for the last couple of years, where did maybe he help you out to get you set up to a spot where maybe you could step mm-hmm. in and, and replace him?
2: Mm-hmm. So I was recruited as a center here. I played center in high school uh, three year three years, yeah, sophomore to senior year. Um, and then when I came here, I was a backup center. Um, behind Alex, my freshman year, and then you know, had to transition to mo- move to guard because we had some dinged up and had some opportunities to play. But you know, um, I'll touch on two to your both your questions. Um, you know, I've i I feel like I'm pretty natural at center, like it's what I was recruited here for that. You know, um, it's not like after senior high school, I just kind of stopped training it, like I, I kept training it all the way through because. I like snapping like some of our guys will go do seven on seven, you know, by themselves and, you know, and I'm, instead of me trying to throw the ball, I'm trying to snap it. You know, I I always, I always had fun doing that. Um, But, you know, and Alex has, your second question, Alex has been, uh, has, he was, oh, it sucks to say he was, he's not here anymore. But uh, (laughs) he was, he was such a big part of my development at center as well. Cause uh, you know, older guys, what they can do is just, you know they can be done with the practice and just walk off the field but he stayed after you get snaps you know he gave me the guidelines you know to be a great center and um but he just he kind of like set the path you know and it's it's like this it's like this um it's like this outline how to follow it you know and mm. uh he's he he's helped me tremendously and he's making it easy why it's making it easier for me to transition to center this year so
1: Obviously, you're an offensive lineman. But let's go back to 2021 for a, for a second. In that bowl game, you went back and forth. You played both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen players go both ways before, but I don't think I've ever seen a player go both ways in the trenches. I mean, that's just incredible. Um, what was that like for you? I know you've t- touched on it a little bit. You were willing to just do whatever the team needed for you to get that win. Um, mm-hmm. But what was that like? And how close were you ever to staying D-line? Was that, was that ever a possibility for you?
2: So uh, playing playing D-line was fun for sure. It was uh, – I just kind of got thrown into the fire because that um, – because I was strictly offensive line my whole freshman yeah. year until maybe two weeks before that bowl game where we had some people hurt and some people transfer. And, you know, it was the transitioning of coaches, right? and um they just they needed bodies over there right. and uh, it was it was it was it was funny because uh like they were looking for who could play both ways and uh I was like I said it was me because I played it in high <laughs> school I, I I was pretty good in D line in high school so I think two weeks before the bowl game they flew me over and uh I was just super eager I'm like why not you know it's just right. not like I didn't think I was going to end up really playing. I thought I was just going to be this third down run stopper, right? And uh, it's funny because <laughs> I go from thinking that and then I'm just like, oh, no, you're starting. You're- hey, I was going to say, didn't you start in that game? Yeah, <laughs> if I remember no. right. I did, I did start that game. And, uh, yeah, no, it was it was fun. I mean, it's tough. Like that much running, oh. I might have lost like, like 15 pounds that game. Because we were in Texas too. <laughs> yeah, it was hot. All around. Yeah, it was all around. Nice little weight loss program for Jackson, but uh, no, it was it was it was a great fun opportunity. You know, I got to play against Caleb Williams before he went to USC, and uh, I think I have a hurry, so I'll tell my kids that one day. Um, But uh, you know, um, and then when Coach Lanning came, so Coach Lanning came to some of the practices and some of the um, new coaches came to our bowl practices because you know Coach Lanning had been announced, and uh, it was. it was kind of the first time he got to be around the team, and where was I? I was on defensive line, you know, and uh, he. I think all the new coaches liked me there, except Coach Clem. Coach Clem fought tooth and nail for me to come back to the offensive line, but um, yeah. So like, I, I did that spring. I so the ha- first half of spring I was D line strictly D line, and then we had some guys c- kind of banged up, so I switched back and forth, and I did both ways in spring, which is tough and also a great, nice. great weight loss program for Jackson. You know, I was just really <laughs> trying to get my summer body for that year. <laughs> but, um, And then uh, uh, we had some guys coming on D line, some transfers, you know, Casey. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, all right, Casey, there you go. You can be on the line. Right? So uh, then I just went back to O line. That's kind of was, but I don't know. All Some of the coaches like to joke with me to this day, like, oh, when are you going to come back? And, I'm just like, I don't know. That's not up to me. <laughs> like, So, yeah, but I have a, a lot of fun. I'll do it. I'll do it. It's, it's fun. I I had so much fun playing D-line because I got to go against, you know, I got to go against Alex and stuff. Yeah. yeah you know, we would talk crap back and forth kind of during this. Like every <laughs> every, every, every position does this. Like receivers would be like, oh, I could definitely like, lock you down. Like they say that to each other, right? And it was on the offensive and defensive line. I would talk crap and be like, none of you guys are blocking me. so. Then we get into those, but when I finally got to happen, then it was, it didn't matter. So we do one on ones, and it really did. All right. the other ones, they were kind of, you know, but when it was, when I was on D line, and it was one on one, everyone just like the whole line, they just <laughs> wanted <me> so badly <laughs> because I got the opportunity to go over. But it was all in good faith and a lot of good competition. So
1: well, I think you might be the only offensive lineman. We might have Nate look this up in the yeah. NCAA stat sheet here. You might be the only offensive lineman in college football
0: to generate a, a quarterback hurry.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I had, tackle. I had tackle. I was running around.
0: <laughs> I, I was going to say, we need to get. If, I'm not sure if Nate's with you there. Nate, by the way, for those listening, who aren't familiar. It's the sports information director who's been kindly enough to to help set up this interview with Jackson. We need to see how many players have started during the same season on the offensive line and the defensive line in one season. I bet it's not a very long list. So we'll put it we'll put on that. <laughs> and I,
2: and, I, and I, he said he'll figure it out. But yeah, and as a freshman, too, I think that was so funny because. Like, I, I went from, you know, getting in at the Fresno State game because Alex, like, cramped up for, like, three plays, and it was just like, all right, college football, let's go. Right? Go. Go. And uh, going from that, you know, starting a couple games to, okay, you're going to start on the other side of the ball. Like, all right, let's learn playbook in two weeks. That that should be fun. So, yeah.
0: We just went back to 2021. I want to take you back a little further and just – Give you an opportunity to shout out some of the people who helped to get you here. I mean, you're 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 living I'm sure dreams that you set when you were 12 years old. Who are mm-hmm. the people at 12 who maybe were encouraging you to pursue this? And mm-hmm. and and who are the people who helped you get here? I guess.
2: Oh, definitely my parents. Uh, parents, mom, dad, taking me to everything, uh, making me play 10 sports. You know, <laughs> pushing me. Um, definitely them. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be anywhere without my parents for sure. Um, especially and my dad too, because uh, you know, my dad's my, he's my stepdad, but he's really like my dad. That's why my last name's hyphen. and I changed it coming into college. Um, he's the one that really got me into sports. You know, my mom was so against it when he first came in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, no, he's never gonna wear any sports paraphernalia. He's just like, he's my mom thought I was gonna be like a Polo Ralph Lauren you <laughs> know, model. <laughs> it's still in the books, yeah, the books. maybe I lose a couple of LBs, but um. Uh yeah no definitely them you know, uh just you know my high school coaches like, um, like I, I was blessed to have a great high school team. Mm-hmm. Like I lost one game in high school, um, won three straight state championships, and you know having a great offensive offensive line coach coach actually Coach Cavender. It's funny there's two Cavenders now, oh Cavendon Cavender. But uh yeah Coach Cavender back at Corner Canyon, um. You know, Coach Kerr, head coach, and then Coach Um, uh, they, they they helped me a lot, too, because uh, it's funny because my offensive line coach back in high school, I played D-line. I started off D-line, mm-hmm. and I was so against playing offensive line. I was like, I don't want to play it. I don't want to play it. I don't want to play it, right? And then my offensive line coach goes, if you come over to the offensive line, like, I'll get you to college football. I was like, all right, sure. And Hairmat, so I pretty much owe everything to him and uh yeah so definitely them it's just there's so many people i could i could name a thousand people Mm. so yeah
1: who's been the hardest guy for you i got some dogs barking in my background so it's gonna be great audio i got
2: two i got two dogs of my own too i understand
1: um who's been the hardest guy for you at oregon during practice to block and just what's made him so good you know it'd be difficult for you to go against in practice
2: Ooh, this is tough. Okay, there's multiple there's, – okay, it's – I have to break it down by year because my freshman year was Jason Jones. So he was just a massive human being, right? Um, And I, I got to say, Popo Amovai, like, he is so strong, so quick. You know, I'm excited to see what he does this year. And then, you know, my best friend, Casey Rogers, like, we go against each other so much. I think the coaches, like, I, I swear, go into every meeting and go – we're going to make it so Jackson and Casey get a thousand reps against each other and just beat each other up. <laughs> right. And always just pair us up for like all these little, like, you know, there's a competition drill Casey versus Jackson. Like, all right, yeah, we get it. Get it. Right. But you know, Casey's a tough, tough guy to block too. Like he's going to, you know, you saw last year in the Utah game how, you know, crazy good he is. And he's being slept on, you know, he's, he's not being put on all these like preseason all America all american stuff but he deserves it like he's he's a dog and he's gonna he's gonna really get after
0: it well matt has left the show it looks like to deal with his dog situation so i will uh i will send us to a quick break here mm-hmm. thank you for listening to the odds and audibles podcast All right, we're back, and uh, the show notes are kind of getting thrown out the window here because Matt had a question he was supposed to ask first, but I'll just jump into it. I think is something mm-hmm. that will probably be very interesting to those listening. What's your favorite food spot in Eugene? Where do you where, <laughs> do, you, where do you guys go? And, and and are there spots that maybe like are different position groups maybe have different favorites? Like, does it, is, it, is the O line maybe like a certain burrito spot, and the receivers like a different place? Kind of what's? I'm just curious. Where where, where you guys eat?
2: Um, so this is, this is kind of a tough question because there's so many great, you know, food spots in Eugene. Um, for me, I'm going to say my favorite place is Elkhorn. Mm. Great soul food. Great, like great food. If you, uh, if you get a chance, you got to go there and try the big Jack's burger. It's amazing. It's really good. Um, but Wait, I, you have I, a burger named after you. I do have a burger named after me. I'm, I'm blessed enough to have, I, I went to Elkhorn so much and that they're like, all right, we do and i'll deal with you and so yeah i have a burger named after me there go try it it's it's insane i mean it's a fork and knife type of burger if you're a normal sized human being but um uh i i think the o-line oh, that's tough the o-line everyone get has kind of different spots because you know um we, we get money to certain like places to go eat through the university and through like our nutrition staff. But I'd say the most popular on there is probably Dave's hot chicken. Mm. Everyone can rock out with some Dave's hot chicken. And they have good fry sauce there, you know. And fry sauce is a kind of a big deal because it's a Utah thing. No one out here has good fry sauce except Dave's. So I'll probably say them. Shout out them, right? And uh, but I would say if I had okay, quarterbacks, I can tell you easily quarterbacks, it's Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks love Chipotle. That's all it is. Ty Thompson. I think might be a, a, a stockholder. <laughs> I, 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 I am not kidding. Like if you see a toy all the people that want to meet Ty Thompson <laughs> wait, to run into him is at Chipotle.
1: Your right. You're supposed to be protecting Ty, not, 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 not
2: exposing him. <laughs> it's your quarterback. I don't know. Uh
1: what's a typical day? for for you guys right now i i guess maybe in a couple of weeks when summer hits because everyone asks us like hey what, what's the football team doing right now what, what are the, yeah. the the basketball players doing right now in the summer what's a training day with your school commitments your football okay. commitments and, and you're also a college student you also got to enjoy being a college student just what's yeah. a what's a summer day like for you guys when when it's offseason work
2: okay so i'll i'll do yesterday what i did yesterday because yesterday was a action action-packed fun day so you wake up right nice little 5 30 a.m when everybody's sleeping right you get a little anxiety attack because you look out and it's light outside and you think you've slept through your alarm but in fact <laughs> okay, right uh go to practice uh get here you know eat and then we'll we'll do team run so you know some days it's you know straight ahead of sp- uh like sh- straight speed and um acceleration and top end speed and some days it's a change of direction so you do that like our team run and then after that you go lift and uh, we call it buku swole. so yesterday was buku swole, buku swole arm day so we got, we got swole in the arms and um so you get lift and that's just like another hour hour or so right and then what you got to do is you got to eat so you go down here Great HCC food here. I, I think it yesterday would have. I had some biscuits and gravy. Great biscuits and gravy. Shout out our kitchen staff. And oh, then, big uh, biscuits
1: and gravy guy myself. Oh, so, my I, so I like to hear that.
2: So good. And have grits, really good grits down here. And I don't, I didn't have grits coming out of coming out of Utah. So I discovered them here. But um, what uh, what I did I do? Oh, then you got to go to school, right? So I so we don't have a class from like one to six, and you'll have like some classes in there. I had Spanish um mm. hablo español poquito uh then after that i had gospel choir class now, oh, wow oh heck yeah, yeah yeah so there's a couple guys in the gospel choir class right and our actually our um our uh concert is uh this sunday so if you guys want to show out and watch us some <laughs> gospel music and get after it come then
1: well what what time's the uh the concert at
2: i think it's like one, I need I need to know this information actually because a lot of people have been asking me. I'm to have a school of people, like uh, like, been asking because it's like it they think it's gonna be hilarious to watch all these football players sing in a choir. Oh uh, heck yeah! So, um, but that and then after that, I actually had a donor golf tournament that I go play in. I had to go hit a quick 18 in.
1: Oh man, I'm jealous.
2: I know, right? I played horrible. <laughs> all right, the swing is in shambles, but other than that. Play eighteen holes, say hi to some people, shake some hands, kiss some babies, and then uh, normally on normally on Wednesday nights we have these things called get reels and you know coach I yeah. talk to them quite a bit. So we have get reel meeting, food, go back, you know, get some homework in. Um, last night I watched Tombstone. Mm,
1: that was a good movie.
2: And then uh, yeah, hit the hay, and then repeat.
0: So are, I've got. Th- Oh, I've got so many follow-ups to ask. Can I can I ask a couple follow-ups, Matt, that are not on our show notes? Well, okay, what, what makes a good Utah fry sauce, for starters?
2: Okay. Um. I, okay. I don't know the exact ingredients, <clears throat> okay. but it's just, it's just ketchup and mayonnaise. That's just OG good yep. fry sauce, right? But it has to be a little bit sweeter because everybody's, like, trying to do this, like, they call it their own sauce. It's just fry sauce. Come on. Right? So I think that's what constitutes good fry sauce.
0: Okay, and then back to the choir, best singer on the team. Ooh, okay.
2: Um, I think I'm up there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I'm an alto. I can sing a little bit higher. I can sing all three things, but like they need me in the altos because we're lacking at the altos a little bit. Because I so before I played football growing up, I sang. I sang in the choirs and I did ballroom dance. Like I was, I did a little bit of everything. Man, he's a, is a re- true Renaissance man. Renaissance I'm, man here. Yeah, um, but you know, if you come, Dave Uli does have a solo. Ooh, so he's really good. Poncho, Poncho, Lululu, no, yeah. no uh, uh, Lulu. I need I. I pride myself on saying this right. I'm probably saying it wrong, but Poncho, for sure, um, he's a really good one. So I think I, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to go with Poncho. He's really good.
0: Is Is it all offensive line? Apparently, in this core. Oh, it's not
2: okay. So Steve Jones is in there too. Oh wow, Kavika Rogers. Uh, who else? I'm trying to think. Oh, Michael Wooten, George Silva. Yeah, it's all offensive linemen. It's a lot, and then uh, there's a bunch of like DBs and some receivers in there. And uh, yeah, how did how did this group
1: start? Because I I think you've got some. You know, we see like the the posters, like, yeah. and like the, the. I think we've got a game day poster here idea of you guys singing your acapella stuff for, for think, like a fundraiser or something
2: oh yeah that'd be awesome but no our so we all work with academic advisors at the Jake JK, Well, they're awesome and uh you know this is a class you can take and it's super fun and it's good and it's arts awesome, letters yeah. credit so yeah it's easy so
0: I mean, it sounds great. And I, I, you, you answered my question. You're an alto, but you said you can, you've can. you got some range there. That's, that's I, I
2: do have some range. I do have yeah. some range.
0: I, I can't say I sing very well, but my, my grandpa and my aunt are choral directors and do that in college and stuff. So, there you they, go. uh, so I've got a little history. I'm a little familiar, but I, I I can't say I can sing with you guys. I'm sure you and Dave and all the others are, are better. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, back to the show notes. Um <laughs> do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite Dan Lanning story? Um, I'm, I, we ask this to every guest. I want like something that kind of shows off his personality because I I know he's funny. We've talked to him enough. We know he's funny. Is there is there a oh. good story that kind of showcases some of that?
2: Okay, you probably heard the one where he takes off his shirt before a team <laughs> run. That's a great yes, one. We did. That's a good one. But also, oh, there's so many good ones. Like because I work so much heavily in recruiting too to help recruit guys. So like I get to see recruit Dan too. Recruit Dan's yeah, awesome. Yeah. You know, recruit and normal Dan are the, the same, but like Dan gets hilarious around the recruits. Um nice. I'm trying I'm trying to think. Uh here I've got it's not a
1: moment that you would only know about, but what's the what was the team's reaction when they saw Dan Lanning's tweet with the cigar in oh, no. on national oh. signing day? Oh. Because that one's like on the internet. That's like infamous. Oh no or no we were like
2: oh yeah that's that's our coach. That's our coach right there. Because, yeah, he has a nice cigar lounge. It's, like, a really nice cigar lounge, mm. right? So uh, it's it, – it's it, – it was funny because we we're – because there was some guys making fun of him and, like, sending him, like, little gifts of, like, I don't know, like Hugh Hefner smoking a cigar or something. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. I was like, yeah, that's my coach. I don't see other yeah. God's football coaches looking that dope, you know? <laughs> so – um.
1: What's been your favorite Oregon com- uniform combination? Everyone talks about the uniforms. Yeah. You know, I know you. that's always a big thing during the recruiting process, mm-hmm. guys like the uniforms, I guess. So What's what's been your, your favorite combo you've worn? And I guess maybe the more important question is you're an upperclassman. You've got a little bit of say now. What's the uniform combo that you want to push for 2023 that, that you want to see?
2: All right, well, first thing, I'm an upperclassman. That's weird to hear. <laughs> yes, two.
1: we were talking about that before you got on
2: yeah um okay my favorite one that i've worn i gotta go with the breast cancer awareness yeah i think it i think those are so cool like yeah you know growing up in utah like seeing the lens of oregon for me was their uniforms and i thought it was so cool that i would wear pink right because i had i had um you know friends growing up whose moms you know had breast cancer so i thought that was really cool like i've been lucky enough that no one's been affected in my family having that, but, um, like I, and they were just such cool Jersey. It was, it was, a it, the black is super cool. Um, you know, and it was, I, we we're playing, who do we play UCLA on UCLA, game?
1: Yeah. We're
2: wearing yeah. pink on college game day. Like that was just kind of surreal. I think it's more the, like the culture behind like the pink Jersey than actually how it looks. Cause it looks sick. It looks cool. The helmets are cool. Like everything about it is really cool, but you know, kind of the just the surrounding thing about it—that we're playing for something more. You know, we're not just you know gonna slap on some green and yellow. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, we we see and include everybody. You know, which is r- really cool to see. And the one I'm pushing for this year, if I could push for something, I don't know if I have that to say. Um, we wore these jerseys back my freshman year against Cal. And there were the kind of jerseys that, like, it was a not the bioluminescent one that was like, I don't know what the word is, but it would like hit and it would like, re- like react all these kind of colors. And it was, it was a black jersey too. Yep. I thought those were so cool. We only wore them for one game, so I'd say those.
0: We often hear about your quarterback, Bo. There's mm-hmm. an opportunity to kind of tell some Bo stories, that he's kind of an extension of the, of the coaching staff. But you know, yeah. he obviously comes from a coaching pedigree with his dad and his family. Football is a big part of his life. Mm-hmm. Do you have any examples of like how he carries himself? Like maybe I don't want to say different than players on the team, but maybe you kind of see a little of that coaching kind of background kind of creep into his personality or some of the stuff he does.
2: Um. Well, yeah. No, Bo's awesome. Bo. Beau, uh, Bo's definitely. A, he's definitely going to be a coach one day. Uh, you know how he talks, and you know how he gives advice, and I can give you how he gives you advice, and you know, um, I'm in Eugene, right? I'm, I'm 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 in the dating pool, right? So if I have if I have girl if I need girl advice, I go to the man who's married, right? Mm-hmm. So no, Bo's get Bo gives gave me relationship advice through a coach's lens. <laughs> you
0: know,
2: <laughs> I don't know, but he he gives great advice that way. But how Bo carries himself in this way of almost perfection, you know? Like I can't look at I. It's hard to look at Bo and be like all right, what's, what's, what's up with this guy? You know, like Bo, how Bo dresses, how Bo talks, how Bo treats everybody. Cause he treats everybody so great, you know, he treats everybody the same, you know, he's not this hotshot big quarterback that, you know, really talks to the elite or someone who's going to benefit him. He talks to everybody the same, you know, I had family come up from Idaho in a rural town in uh, Blackfoot, right? Like, um, there's like seven kids in the family, right? Big family. They built their own house. They're, they're kind of cool. Right. Um, there I have this little, 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 little cousin. Right. And, uh, everyone was really excited to see me, but she wanted to see Bo Nix. Right. (laughs) And you know, it's after the game. It's like, I think it's like, it's like 12 PM. Right. And Bo's just with his family. And, uh, I, this little girl wants to see bo so badly so i was like okay i'll go ask him and i went and asked him he's like yeah for sure and like treated that little girl like she was phil knight you know mm-hmm. and you know you, you you hear stories and like you want your quarterback to be that but he is exactly like that so i love that i get to protect for him. you know like that kind of that kind of stuff goes in the back of my head when i got mm-hmm. a lot for him so
1: We'll wrap it up with uh, this last question I got for you. Um, it, you just talked about it a little bit there. You can see it when you talk about your team. You're not the only one to kind of express this, but this this team feels pretty close. Mm-hmm. The, the, the team culture is really good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How did that get accomplished? And I guess just how does that maintain um, – throughout the year, like you you said, your best friend or one of your best friends is Casey Rogers, a defensive lineman, a guy that's not in your position group. You know, you go up against each other in practice, but he's not in your team meetings. You're not around him the most. Mm -hmm. Just how, how, how does these friendships form? How does this culture, how has this culture been built for the, for this program?
2: Um, You know, the coaches do a great job of, you know, bringing us together outside of, you know, practice and, you know, sports, you know, Coach Lane talked about those get reels, right. And he harps on them so much but they are a huge reason why, you know, we are connected. Um, you know, Brian Addison, uh, didn't talk to him until maybe this year, right? Safety, same thing, not really in my, you know, kind of like area, I would say. Yeah. Now, I, I learned his why. And now that I see him do every rep, I know his why. And I know what makes him tick. I know what makes him, you know, play harder, you know? so like stuff like that. It's like it's almost like you're bringing emotional awareness to football, and that hasn't really been done, you know? So that connection piece, you know, we do all these fun team activities, um, just anything. And it's funny because we'll have times where uh, I think it was last – it was this winter where we had a, a Friday practice. And Friday practices normally mean we're going to kill you. We're going to make you <laughs> throw up. And rethink your life choices about football, right? Because you got two days off and you're going to be great. You're fresh after those two days, right? So we're getting ready to go, go to our first station, you know, we're ready to fight in the trenches, right? And Coach Lanning just – this is – no, this is my favorite Dan Lanning story. Oh, here we're, you go. We're, we're wrapping around to it, right? Uh, and he's just like – he just he – he has a, hey, everyone over here. I'm like, oh, no, he's going to – we're going to run five miles. What did we do? What did I do? Did I do anything? Like everybody, you know, like when parents called your name and you just rethought yep. everything. Ever done here, same way.
1: When they use your full name, it's you're yeah. in trouble.
2: Yeah, you're in trouble. Right. And he brings us up. He goes, All right, we're going to breakfast. We're not doing workouts. Oh, just thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Dan Lanning. Right. And the great part about that is we didn't go to breakfast with our position coach. Mm. So we went to breakfast with Coach Tuioti, right? And we got to, like, fellowship with him. Or when we do these Get Real meetings, I'm not with Coach Terry, right? I'm Right? I'm with a quarterback, a DB, a wide receiver, right? And a, and a kicker. And our person leading the deal is Coach Lorig, right? Like, it's we're, we're kind of breaking down the clicks, you know? It's not just an right. O-line or a team. We're all ducks. So
0: it's awesome.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Well, hey, man. Jackson, really appreciate you coming on the show during your offseason. Uh, we look forward to seeing you train, seeing you play, see, covering your practices, covering your games this fall. And uh hopefully we get you on maybe during the season. We'd love to have a a, sure. a repeat appearance uh from a longtime listener of the show. Um uh, thanks for coming on, man.
2: Of course, thank you guys for having me.
1: All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Awesome Novels podcast. Until the next one,
0: we'll catch you later. Talk to you later, folks. Peace. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite, cycling has Lance Armstrong, baseball has its steroid era, curling has. Broomgate.